Hi, welcome to the Addiction Connection podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shaw. It is great to be here today. We are going to talk about Proverbs 23, verses 19 through 21. And this is my seventh podcast, and I just feel like a baby doing this. People have encouraged me to do this for years, and I have been resistant. But now that I have my main man, my producer, my son, and my namesake, Mark Edward Shaw Jr., I am uh, much more confident in uh, doing this podcast. Uh, He knows technology. He's a whiz at so many things, and so uh, it's nice. We can just ride along and do this together. So podcast number seven is underway. I'd like to start with reading of Scripture. Proverbs 23, verse 19 says, Hear, my son, and be wise, and direct your heart in the way. Be not among drunkards or gluttonous eaters of meat, for the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty, and slumber will clothe them with rags. So we are off and running with Scripture. When you read something like this, it can be very convicting. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. God is teaching us here in verse 19 to hear. You know, so many times we want to talk and we want to be heard, but God teaches us over and over in his word, and Proverbs were written to boys, hear, listen, uh, to, you know, to, it was written to boys from their parents, from their fathers, hear, my son, and be wise. So the warning is you need to listen, quit talking, quit being distracted, quit uh, going all kinds of different directions and wanting to be heard. Listen and be wise. And being wise, I think, is the doing of knowledge. A lot of people want to read books and gain knowledge and and learn facts, and, and all that can be good. But wisdom is really the walking out of knowledge, the walking out of truth. And so when God shares truth with us in Scripture, a lot of people read it, and then they go on and live their lives. I know I have done that, and I'm sure you have too. But God wants us to read Scripture and then to make changes in our lives uh, that would please him. So uh, hear, my son, and be wise. And then it says a very powerful statement that is countercultural today, is not the way people think. It says, and direct your heart in the way. So many people today want to believe that they just follow their hearts if, if it's you know, what they think is important, what they believe, what they're passionate about, emotional about. They're just going to follow that. They're just going to do it. They're going to let their hearts lead them. And the Bible's clear here, direct your heart. So I need to tell my heart, okay, heart, here's where we're going. This is the direction we're headed. Go this way. Well, I'm not following you. You're, you're coming with me. You're going to follow me. And so we direct our hearts in the way. And what way is that? Well, the way of wisdom. And so I hear God, I'm wise because I'm going to direct my heart. I'm going to tell my heart where we're going in the way. And then it's it's important that we do that because then this is where the temptation is. In verse 20, be not among drunkards or among gluttonous eaters of meat. So I've got to direct my heart away from 
drunkards, away from gluttonous eaters of meat, or in other words, away from sensually living people, people who live sensually. And the truth is this, when we live sensually, we live according to our uh, pleasures and our desires, we tend to not be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So we have to not be sensual livers, but be sensitive to the Holy Spirit livers, if you will. And that's an important uh, truth that we find even in Galatians 5, verse 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So the Bible clearly tells us to walk by the Spirit, to direct our hearts in the way, to walk in the Spirit, to not gratify the desires of the flesh, which our flesh wants to be among drunkards, be among gluttonous eaters of meat, be among the partying, the people who are living sensually according to their flesh. That, that's what we want to do. But the Bible says, direct your heart away from that. Direct it in the way it should go. And then it says in verse 21, for the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty and slumber will clothe them with rags. And we kind of read that and we say, you know, no duh. Yeah, of course, that's, that's going to be uh, because we see it around us so much. I mean, every day there's a news story, something in the paper, something written about someone who has come to ruin because of a drunkenness lifestyle. I was reading in the Cincinnati Inquirer uh, an article that came out last week just about how the opioid crisis has now turned to crystal meth and uh, methamphetamine abuse in our area of northern Kentucky. So a lot of people are are still caught up in the opioid crisis, and it still is an epidemic. Uh, But the the switch is to uh, methamphetamine because it is a cheaper drug to get. It's a it's a different high than the opioids. Uh, it it makes you move fast and move clear. You know, think clearer in. in uh, you know, a lot of people like it because they get a lot of work done, uh, but it is just as equally destructive, and especially with your body, uh, it it really takes a toll on the on the body. So that is the switch here in our area, in northern Kentucky, is a switch from opioids to methamphetamine abuse. And verse twenty one is a clear warning that if you're around these people who are drunkards and gluttonous eaters of meat, and they're partying and having a good time, uh, you may become like them. That's the warning here because they're going to come to poverty. Slumber is going to clothe them with rags. They're going to look so tired all the time and so worn out that they just look like they need to take a nap, that they need to rest. If, if you've seen the, the faces of meth, a video, and you can you can Google that, YouTube it. You see people who are, I mean, it's it's stunning. They're in their they're in their late twenties, early thirties, and they literally look like an elderly person, someone who's 70, 80, 90 years old, which to me is young, but because <laughs> uh, I'm fast approaching. Uh, that that category of person probably am already in that if I ask my son, which I'm not going to do right now. But they these are young people who look 
20 to 30 to 40 years older because your skin dries out with meth. Uh, your your teeth begin to, to uh, rot out and um, they just look like they need to rest. And the Bible's true. Slumber will clothe them with rags. They look as though they are worn out. And I think about you know, famous people, you think about Michael Jackson, who was seeking rest. He was looking all over for rest and could not find it and had a doctor help him to fall asleep. And you think about uh, artists like Prince and, uh, and other uh, famous people looking for rest, looking for a place to slow down and to, to get their uh, mind together, if you will, uh, it's just it's just sad to me, but it proves, shows, demonstrates that the Bible is true, especially when we read this passage here in Proverbs 23, verses 19 through 21. And so that's really why the Addiction Connection exists. I mean, the Addiction Connection is uh, an interesting name, the addiction connection. Well, we want to be the place people go for help, for biblical help, practical help from Scripture, but also to know the hope found in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so our slogan is connecting the hope of the gospel with the heart of addiction. Our our mission statement is to connect the body of Christ around the world with biblical resources for the problem of addiction, all for the glory of Christ. And so we are trying to help people to understand addiction from a biblical perspective. Oftentimes people want to learn about the problem in a very worldly way, and certainly there are behaviors, observations that the world has made about addiction, and they've created some practical ways to um, help people to stay clean and sober. And all that's fine. And we want that too. We want people to do well. But we really want people to see Jesus Christ, to know Christ, to be uh, experiencing the blessings of being in a body of believers who love each other, care for each other, uh, and support one another but lead people to truth and uh, correct one another in the spirit of truth. So I hope you'll join us in this battle. The Addiction Connection name, The Addiction Connection. I mean, people who know me know that I don't love the word addiction. Uh, Just like in Proverbs 23 here we read, it's really never called addiction. That's not going to be a word you're going to find in the Bible. It's drunkenness, and these are drunkards. These are people who are responsible. They're making choices. But we use that word addiction because that's the word that people in the world understand and know. So we want them to know that's what we're doing. But when we um, begin to help people and counsel and train, we stop using that word addiction and start using words like sinful desires in our flesh We start using words like idolatry that are biblical constructs, biblical words for the choices that people are making, and they're turning themselves over to idolatrous pleasures. 
And you see the result of it in verse 21 of chapter 23 in Proverbs. The drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty and slumber will clothe them with rags. That's the outcome. That's the place that they're headed. And so that's, that's idolatry. That's drunkenness. That's gluttony. That's, that's all of those. It's, it's sin and it is a situation or, or a choice that someone is responsible for. And then connection, what I like about the connection word within our name, the addiction connection, is that we are trying to connect people to Christ. We're trying to connect people to the body of Christ. We're hoping that the body of Christ says, you know what, I want to be part of this solution. I want to help the addicted. I'm often sad about churches who say, you know what, that problem is too great for us. We'll just be content having Sunday morning services and leave it to you guys, the experts, to deal with that. Well, I think the local church has a lot to say and a lot to offer those who struggle with addictions and their family members. So we can't forget there are family members who are in agony over the addictive lifestyle and the choices that their loved one is making. So uh, we have opportunities to help the family members so much in the local church to support them, to pray with them, to to lead them in truth, and to help them to think right thoughts about the situation that's going on around them. Uh, so many times family members just think, you know what, this is the worst thing that I've ever experienced, and it, and it could be one of them for sure, and there's no hope, and what do I do? And Or, or maybe... This is so bad. I've got to do something to change it. And so we can come alongside and help them to think truthful thoughts, not to believe lies, but to believe truth and apply truth in such a way that they are now living in a way that glorifies the Lord. So I love the name, the Addiction Connection, because we're connecting people to Christ, to the body of Christ, to programs that are sometimes residential, sometimes they're not residential, but they're programs that have a genuine, genuinely biblical approach to addiction. They're trying to help people with the truth of God's Word. They're not telling them that it's always a disease and that you're going to be enslaved to this and that this is you know not your fault. They're telling them the truth that, you know what, you're making some choices because you're following your heart. You're not directing your heart. You're following your flesh. You're living sensually, and you're living sinfully, and you're making some choices that are displeasing to God, and they're not going to bring purity and peace into your life. They're just not going to produce that kind of fruit. And so these programs are telling people that truth but then not leaving them there to say, well, okay, it's my fault. Man, this is discouraging. What do I do now? Well, there's nothing you can do except to turn to Christ. And, and Jesus Christ alone offers then hope. Hope for those who confess their sins, who are uh, repentant and desiring to turn from sin and trust in Christ alone. 
not trusting Christ plus my good works, my good deeds, the fact that I think that I'm a good person. No, 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 no. The The truth is that these people can turn to Christ, confess their sin, confess that there's nothing in them that is good apart from Christ, and place their trust in him and rest in the finished work, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and trust in that and know that they are saved. And then begin to walk in the Spirit, because then they would have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to help them to understand God's Word and to apply God's Word in a wise way. Just like our passage started, hear my son and be wise and direct your heart in the way. Be not among drunkards. So that's the emphasis here today in this podcast is be a part of this solution. Help the drug addicted, those that have fallen to uh, idolatrous desires. Be a part of the solution. Help them. There's training on our website. We have a commissioning process that is relational. We want to walk you through a process that will help you to be a blessing to the addicted and their family members, help them to better handle Scripture, and to um, really bring transformation into the lives of those who are struggling. And uh, I love our ministry and what we're doing. I just finished a final evaluation with someone who finished the commissioning process. She did a great job. Uh, I I do those with a, a teammate, a partner in ministry, and so we walked this lady through her process and in her final evaluation, and she just quoted so much scripture. But what was uh, more impressive to, than that to me was she didn't just quote it, she applied it to the case study and to the people's lives that she helps. That was the impressive thing, and, and did so in a very winsome way. Like I could see me or anyone that I know and love, I could refer them to this this lady because she just has a compassionate heart, a tender heart, and would help the addicted in just a very um, um, you know gentle way. So that's what we get to do. We get to be a part of the commissioning, part of the, the training of people. There are some uh, fundamentals of training that you can download. Uh, there is a cost for that, and you'll see that on our website. But we want you to be equipped. Uh, and, you know, doing this ministry isn't, isn't free. Uh, we love what we do, and it's all about the souls that we're helping. It's not about money and finances and any of that. It's about being a blessing. And when I look back on this ministry, I'm just touched by how much the Lord has blessed us to to be a blessing, to train leaders, to help people uh, who are just wanting to get involved in the addicted's lives, but they don't know how to do it. And so we're able to help with that and then able to point people to good godly resources that will do the same, that will be a blessing to them. So I love this ministry. I love what we're doing. Thank you for listening and being a part of it. Uh, and if we can do anything to serve you, please email us. Our website's theaddictionconnection.org. 
and you can go there and connect with us so that we may be a blessing to you. Thanks for listening to the Addiction Connection podcast. I hope you tune in next time. God bless you.